0: This is Bruce. This is Trav.
1: And this is Jonathan.
0: Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of dying a horrible, uh, terrible death with agony and suffering, and in the distance, giggling. (laughs) They can't believe that they pulled that lever instead of the other one. They cut the blue wire, not the red.
1: At least it wasn't a boulder.
0: (laughs) Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier. This week we are talking about traps. And I and and by traps I don't mean like it's a drop I mean uh, <laughs> and we're not talking about uh, uh things that collect lint and uh, and your your uh, wedding ring when you drop it we're talking about the things that are used primarily to cut short the life of your favorite adventurer who of course is your character
2: yeah tonight we are talking about traps and their use in Gaming, usually fantasy gaming, nine times out of ten, you've played a fantasy tabletop role-playing game, and there's been something that, you know, oh, we need to get past this point. And these traps are the things that deter adventurers and keep rogues in business. Yes, everything from a triggered fireball to acid arrow to a spiked pit, uh, you can go high-tech and you have things like, you know, laser eyes. We've all, tabletop, all of us were tabletop role players, listeners, us here. And there is one time or another we've either played a rogue who got to be the unlucky person of illegitimate lineage, I don't know if we can say that B word here, Or, (laughs) or we've either played that character or watched a fellow player or like the three of us here, been behind the screen and watched a player deal with, you know, in character, a trap. So we're going to cover all of that tonight. Pros, cons, what types there are, and how, when they go wrong, we GMs have to hide our giggling.
1: (laughs) No, that's when they go right.
0: Yeah, well, quick survey here. Uh, Jonathan, what was the first trap you ever ran into?
1: Oh, the first one I ran into... Honestly, um thinking back, probably second edition D&D, Advanced mm-hmm. D&D. Yes. Uh, it was the classic like poison needle in the uh, treasure chest.
0: Okay. Yep. it's ah. always, always a bad one. Yeah. So you had to so uh you had to make a saving throw versus death, versus poison. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. All right. And uh and of course if, in those days, uh they you know, it was like or die
1: yeah you didn't have the death saves no yeah, you had a death is. save
0: but you did. it wasn't like when well, you take X amount of damage and then X oh, amount yeah. of damage no, a couple was... of rounds later it was like you just kind of like roll up your eyes and die and you're dead it's over okay Trav how about you uh, what was your uh, very first well, it,
2: I, it uh, again I've got a wee bit more experience than Jonathan here with this so I gotta really it's not a walk down memory lane folks for me it's a 5k fun run um, I would have to say, uh, I was, was
0: going to say, it's arche- archaeological. Wow! <laughs> yeah, let me get out the little. Br-
2: and here we have the memory on Trav's first trap. Yeah, or that David Attenborough voice. Um, I would have to say, poison needle, and I think a tripwire, and I forget what the tripwire was attached to. I think probably a arrow or a dart. So it was one of those two.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not not the scything blade.
2: Oh no, that was much later. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which always seem to come at three feet of height, and the guy who's playing the Hobbit, you know, or or Halfling, is going, ha, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Everybody's everybody else is literally being taken off at the at, at the waist or the knees, but uh, he's fine. Uh, no, mine was the classic pit trap, oh, spike yes. pit yeah. trap. You know, the door, the floor. Flips open. You fall in. You take one d6 for ten foot da- ten foot of falling, and then of course there's spikes at the bottom, so you take another d6. So two d6 damage, and of course you know back then, unless you were a fighter, you know the hit points were, were were between one and about eight. So yeah. really good chance of you getting knocked below zero, uh, uh, and and possibly dying from that. So yeah. You know, the quick you know, you, 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 in those days it wasn't the quick and the dead it was the quickly dead yeah <laughs> you, you brought extra I,
1: character sheets to every session
0: absolutely it's like,
2: it's like that scene in I think it's the gamers movie where the person has a stack of character sheets mm-hmm. character dies flips over another one and they just look I can do this all day yeah right <laughs> but he, just, he had like
0: a hundred bards, didn't he and they were all the same barge, just bars. Different names.
2: <laughs> it's his brother it's his cousin it's a neighbor yeah yeah is I am
0: here to avenge my second cousin once removed.
1: I think they end up using all of his dead bodies as like a a a wall against an incoming attack.
0: I certainly would have. Yeah. Know. You know, emergency rations and nothing else. Okay. So, all right. So that basically that's uh, so we. You know, I mean, because you know, the in in uh, in. in most games, you start off at the lowest level you can possibly be. So yeah. you're very, very susceptible to uh, you know, physical harm uh, in those days. And traps are just terrifying because it always seems like they're impossible to detect. You know, but, you know, that's just bad. That's actually bad playing because, you know, I mean, every, there there were, uh, in d uh, the dwarves had a natural ability to detect traps. Rogues had a natural ability, not natural, a trained ability to detect traps. And 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 if you reach third level, then the clerics had a, an ability to cast a spell that would detect traps. Ah, uh, yes,
2: fine traps, yeah. Uh, right.
0: Yeah. He says, so instead you were... Um, uh, you, know, you you were basically uh, having to do fun things like take a bag with 50 copper pieces in it and just throw it in front of you, about 10, 20 feet in front of you, pull it back, or the ever-popular 10-foot pole that you just get to tap on the ground as hard as you can as you go moving along, announcing to the entire uh, fortress that you're coming and that you're there. So. It,
2: it, it's funny you mention that Characters that don't have any trap-finding ability. And I told you about me using traps that I was going to tell this story. I'll, I'll try to readers digest it down a little. My Saturday game, the Robotech Nightbane game, I've mentioned this game many times before. It's the sequel campaign. New York is ruined. They found a bunch of caches of magical items in old like bookstores and coin shops. And, oh, yeah, and these are like potions and scrolls. And we all knew that there were traps involved. Not a single character, and this is a little bit plan- lack of planning on my part and the, the classes chosen by the players. Nobody on this team had trap finding. Mm-hmm. So we basically had to do, okay, we cast spell, Magic. Okay, it's suppressed. Go in, shoot the locks off the stuff, get the stuff, get out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Lather,
2: rinse, repeat all over the ruins of Manhattan. That was how yeah. we spent an entire evening. But
0: Yeah. See, the truth of the matter was, Trav, that you didn't have any live characters who had trap-finding ability. Well, no,
2: this is a relatively new campaign. It's just nobody yeah, can yeah. Trap. I- <laughs> I'm just
0: saying, you know, you can use dead bodies to find traps, too. You know, throw oh. that at you, you know? Okay,
2: no, that's not morbid at all. No. No, uh- <laughs> no. But, I mean,
0: you know, I mean, let's face it. Uh, the uh, uh, Most of the classic, you know, role-playing games are kind of morbid. You know, so as they say, the quick and the dead. Yeah. So, all right, okay. So, so it it's uh, so it, this, this brings us to our first question, which is why use traps? You know, why use them at all? Why are they in the game? You know, what's what's their purpose? Okay, and and what you know, how is it that they're in there? Why? Okay, and the first thing I would say is is that they're there because it's tradition. You know, cue you know the, the, the fiddler on the roof tradition thank you. thank you very much Jonathan I, I, I you had my back
1: you, you okay. have an actor on this pod, uh, podcast yeah, right, yes.
0: <laughs> right I mean you know, everybody every fledgling GM everybody who's ever done any kind of a fantasy game built any kind of a tomb fortress whatever somewhere in there they know they have to put a trap because it's tradition right
1: well, especially in any kind of mega dungeon you build, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Right, and you know, and 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 they there's a lot of, um, I mean, it's, it's it's experiential because you you know you play and you run into traps, okay. But it's also uh, there's a huge amount of of material out there that says you should be using traps. For example, there's like I'm at five six Grimtooth trap books.
2: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and each you know one of these books you know is like fifty to a hundred pages with at least one trap per page, and these are beautifully intricate you know about uh, you know uh, uh, mouse trap type devices with levers and counter pulleys and, and and all kinds of terrible things that that are all and and as a as a GM you're just slavering for the opportunity to go and put you know, put these PCs through one of these things just to see how it really works out, you know? And so there, there's a, uh, it, it's not just that there's also the D and D book of challenges. There's traps and treachery. There's treacherous traps, not at all related to traps and treachery, by the way. And then there's the book of tricks and traps and, uh, uh, Try Chat Games produced a, their own book called uh, The uh, Book of uh, 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 Dirty Tricks. Oh, yeah. The, was it the DM's book of dirty tricks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. So, <laughs> just... um,
2: also on the, and because uh, Bureau 13 and Fringeworthy are still at the D20 mechanic, I'm here on the D20 PFSRD page, you know, Pathfinder First, and I'm looking at the list of traps here. Oh, good lordy! There's to say there's a whole mess of them, and they're they're not only by let's see just a few of the categories: traps involving water or other things, traps on or that come from chests or other objects, traps usually found outdoors, traps that drop, throw, shoot, or roll things at targets,
0: mm-hmm. traps so, that
2: cast spells at targets or yes. on areas, and so yeah,
0: yeah. So there's there's a a, a lot of of uh social pressure and whatever saying you should be including traps in your adventures, you know, whether or not that's really true or not, there seems to be an awful lot that, you know, that, that, uh, that do that. And even if you yourself don't, you know, inten- you know do- let's say you were just like totally unaware that all these books existed and, you know, you only looked in like, you know, one book, you know, uh, the GM's book, which might not list a whole lot of traps or just a few, okay? If you buy any commercially made adventures, especially back in the day, okay, they were full of traps. It was dun- standard dungeon dressing, right? Yes, oh, I mean, if, if you walked time. through an entire place and you did not run into a single trap, Jonathan, what would you think?
1: Somebody didn't design this very well. This, yeah. this, this was this was done seat of the pants. Or, or I'm about to hit the trap.
0: Or,
2: the writer didn't delve into the use of traps, the person who made the
0: module. Ah, uh, see that, now you're overthinking it. Okay, there's a whole other section of this dungeon we haven't found, and that's where the traps are, re- where the really good stuff is, and that's where all the traps are going to be.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so
0: you, you you start doing the 10-foot crawl, you know, up and down the corridors, everybody checking each 10-foot square for, for you know for, for a secret doors and, and traps and hidden levers and things like that. And you spend, I mean, weeks doing this, trying to find... Because there's got to be... can't not be a trap in this place because, you know, it was part of the zeitgeist, right?
1: There's always a trap. Always a trap. There's always
0: a trap, yeah. And of course, you know, and GM's like, well, yeah, the trap is, you know... It's 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 a it's an enticement. While you're here doing this, there the the uh, the legion of the orcs are all massacring your hometown, <laughs> and, it, and it's and it's greatest heroes are off in this dungeon, going ten foot by ten foot. <laughs> all right, what other reasons, um, uh, you know, are, are there traps in these adventures?
1: Most, especially in fantasy RPGs, you have got to give the the rogue or the thief uh, their uh, hero time.
0: Yeah, I mean, unless you got unless you're really playing rogues as thieves, pickpockets and such, this is like their number one thing, right?
1: You gotta have the Lord Croft on every team.
0: Well, yeah.
2: And that, that puts it into, you know, a dungeon delver archaeologist type thing, you know, like Indiana Jones dealing with the whole, you know, the idol in the bag of sand scene at the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: Right. And, uh, and, and the, the other ones, the, the, uh, uh, the lever that you had to stick your hands to all the creepy crawlers. Ah, ah, I know yeah. temple yeah. of Doom. yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and, and, of course, they really did it in the, um, uh, um, uh, oh, in the Last Crusade, you know, the, you know, the penitent man survives. Oh, yeah, yeah. The whole
1: series of challenges in that one, yeah.
0: And they were all yeah. traps. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh. I, I I to me the, the the weirdest moment in in the entire thing is where they're being attacked by all these guys in turbans and things like that and then at the very end of it when they've beaten them off the guy stands up puts his shoulders back and just looks at him like he's he's better than everybody in the room and says before you go any further perhaps you should ask yourself why do you seek the cup of christ and i'm just like Dude, you just tried to murder these people. Now you're <laughs> acting like somehow you have the moral high ground?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the same guy who uh, asked? Who said later he chose poorly? M. the knight? No,
0: no. That guy was trapped there. That oh, was, no, uh, no.
2: Uh, Kazim, the guy, the, the, the crucifix sword guy with the fez. Okay, M. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about <laughs>
0: I mean, some the hubris, I, I mean, it was really fun how they they had so much hubris in those movies. Yeah, I mean, you know, talk about some scene chewing. I mean, everybody complains about the scene chewing in the Dungeons and Dragons movie, but come on, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the end of India of of uh, the Last Crusade, where they're wearing the outfits of the of the 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 Jewish priests. <laughs> and,
1: that's what we expect from Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah. Now, now we do.
0: Back then, it was like, "What is going on here?" And, and of course, anybody who's had any history at all going, "How's God going to take kindly to somebody who's not even Jewish doing this most sacred ceremony?" <laughs> yeah. Nobody else seemed to. Nobody else seemed to catch on to that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like maybe this isn't such a great idea. Yeah. Just. Anyways, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, give the rogues their spotlight time is, you know, they, they built this character, you know, and and I'm sure they min-maxed it so that they would be really, really good at detecting traps because everybody told them that we need a good trap detector, you know, and uh, and they didn't have great hit points, so they really did want to find those traps. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's one reason why you have, uh, uh, you know, the traps is to give them that. And then, of course, you know, just... Uh, d- uh, in d and D, I don't know about other games, but dwarves have inherent bonuses to, to, to notice underground construction, sloping, new construction, just, you know, secret doors, everything like that. They've got special abilities to see things that are trappy. Okay, and, Oh, yeah, uh,
2: stone cunning, I believe, is what they call it now in right, right. OGL. yes, so, and,
0: and, you know, how, how PO'd would they be if you said, well, I'm sorry, but you're never going to have a need for your stone cunning because I don't do traps. And they're like, well, what the heck did I you know, choose a dwarf for? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Well,
2: you get to use those new drinking, you know, drunk rules, like you know, in the back of a uh, blasphemous cocktails. Yeah,
0: there you go.
2: You can drink them. Drink everybody else under the table. Yeah, that'll be real good during a dungeon crawl. Yeah, <laughs>
0: never I, 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 I know people who've actually um, uh, done that, where they have, um, uh, they they have gotten themselves stupid drunk because it gave them more hit points.
2: Oh no, I I did a scenario in. Was it the ma- first maze world campaign? Yeah, it was. We went to the second world setting. I decided to take them there. The characters got stupid drunk and stole a case with a magic item from a dragon, and they succeeded. They rolled okay. They some were tipsy, some were drunk. They had minuses, and they still came back with it. So, yeah, I've done th- <laughs> ran a game like that. Yeah, right. me and Perky got there just going, "They pulled this off. The dice gods were with them." <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, Jonathan, what's another reason why traps are in uh, D&D and other types of medieval and even modern adventures?
1: Well, I mean, kind of the reason we see them in, like, Indiana Jones or, or Laura Croft. I mean, they're, they were used to protect ancient tombs.
2: Yep. Oh, God, the salt-acid trap in the 99 Mummy movie with Brendan Fraser. Oh, yes. Oh, the salt-acid, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that uh, whole movie was at least you know, let's get through these traps that are meant to stop us from getting this thing that we trapped in here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, I mean, you know, it it doesn't make a lot of times traps don't make sense in like a, an active modern fortress and things like that. You use traps in out of the way places, you know, maybe in the dungeons, you know, and, and and such to, you know, where people aren't going to go very often. Whoa.
1: I would disagree on one thing, because when we were talking about this, the first idea that came to mind was the Resident Evil movie and the laser hallway.
2: Oh, yeah, those. Oh, no, there's the. Oh, God. Sean Connery, Catherine Zeta-Jones. I'm blanking. Oh. Of course, I remember seeing the the Catherine Zeta Jones moving through all of those entrapment. That's what it was. Yeah, okay. laser yeah. eyes and security systems. You can use them in modern scenarios. Just because there's no pendulum coming down doesn't right. mean you're still not. But, but nobody to-
0: was going to and from that room. Was the point? You know, yeah, at least not most of the time. That was you know, and and uh, so. And, and, like, you know, in, in in Resident Evil, that's where the Red Queen was. Red Queen didn't want anybody coming to visit her. Yeah, yeah that
1: was, you know, you may, you maybe had one person go in every month just to do maintenance.
0: Yeah, just to, just to do a visual check. Because she had her own, like, cameras and could look around and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, historically they were used to tubes. So, you know, it seems like using this is... It, it, makes it more realistic in a way you know and we've all heard about you know uh, various uh, uh oh uh you know uh, various pharaohs or whatever like that that basically you know the the you know he he dies and his chief architect you know goes you know or his his chief uh, oh uh uh, his his chief slave, you know, uh, right-hand man, you know, goes and carries his body, you know, into, uh, into the tomb and puts them in there, and then he's supposed to pull the lever that progressively just closes off the, the tomb from everything else, you know, uh, opens up the spike traps, you know, drops the stone walls, fills in the quarters with sand, you know, all these things to just... Keep it from happening. So you know, historically we have a lot of that. You know, uh, though, of course the uh, uh, Trav. Do you know uh, about the uh, 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 King Tut? Uh,
2: yeah, I believe the the archaeologist that unearthed Tut's tomb. His name was Howard Carter. Okay. I think that's who that was. Yeah, Carter. I remember the last name was Carter. I think it's for. But yeah, I I did hear. Yeah, some people didn't make it back from that expedition. Yeah. Well,
0: okay, uh, you're, you're talking about the so-called you know, um, a curse of King Tut. No, uh, it was a fake-out. They had a false treasure room. Oh. oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: they had a false treasure room that was looted. And everybody thought that, okay, yeah, this can't be it because here's the treasure room and it got looted. Okay, until someone figured out that there was another room. And that's where we found... All of uh, you know, found King Tut's you know, uh, uh, sarcophagus and all his jewelry, and that's why it became the the, the big discovery of the ages. Yeah, yeah, you know, until they found that whole terracotta place, uh, out in, uh, in China, China. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, the, the use of you know, trickery and and false doors and walls and things like that and traps and such that's that's grounded in our history so you know it is when you're in and there is also written of course up in in fantasy literature you know with the conan novels and i don't i'm not sure about all the other ones because i wasn't that big of a fantasy right uh reader back back when um uh, I actually got into reading fantasy because I started playing Dungeons and Dragons ah, and, yeah. and I wanted to be, I wanted to understand what the, what the genre was I was supposed to be playing in. You know? So, and uh yeah. you didn't want to go in blind and just, no, find out for yourself. <laughs> no,
2: no, 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 because that's when you get the player that picks apart your lack of knowledge, dude. <laughs>
0: you, or you get the guy that goes and says, "Well, you know, I'm just going to measure the impedance between these two points." And <laughs> say, "How's your character doing that?" Oh, well, he's you know he's he's a bard, or he's a he he his his father was a, a, a you know was a um, you know one of those guys that uh, does all kinds of research and and uh, he taught the sage, me stuff. yeah. Yes, yeah, sage. sage, and he taught me stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. And so you know about impedes? Yeah, sure I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want me to roll a dice for it or something? I'll roll under my intelligence. How about that? <sighs> Anyways, okay. So, um, and then the final reason why there's traps in, um, uh, in 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 fantasy, which we've already kind of mentioned. Uh, Trav you wanna you wanna give that one?
2: There is a guilty pleasure in triggering a trap against an opponent as we GMs get to listen to the screams, what music they make. Yes. Yes. Again, I mentioned this as we try to hide our giggling behind the GM screen when they mess up. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. Oh, you actually tripped that trap. Did you? (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) Let me roll the damage here. Oh,
0: (laughs) Oh, that's got to hurt. Oh, wait a second. Uh, yeah, you know, he says I rolled a six. That means I got to roll this. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like in the uh, uh, when I, I I basically computerized the TriTac system. Okay, and it turned out that a single injury could could run across fourteen different damage charts. It, you know, if it's just <laughs> you know, it, it just it, it got it got ugly. You know, and um, so, anyways, uh, yeah, I mean. And and that's a that's a fault uh, in the in the way that, that role playing games have been presented, you know, especially back in the beginning, it was kind of an us versus them uh, kind of scenario where the GM was supposed to be the enemy, you know, the person to defeat you know, and uh, and so therefore they were uh, opposing the players rather than both sides working together to try to make a better story and an exciting, you know, an exciting narrative.
2: Oh, no, I I had to explain that to, you know, and the, and like at my new job, you know, like, okay, this is my hobby, what it is. Oh, yeah, I've heard of role-playing games. Yeah, it's like collaborative storytelling. And I said, although if done wrong, it turns into the GM trying to kill off the player's you have GMs that are doing it just to blow off steam. It's like, oh, I had a bad day at work. There's going to be a TPK tonight, you know? No, usually right. it's collaborative storytelling. Yeah,
0: right, right. Okay, so, um, so that's that's why these these uh, traps. That's why traps are in games, okay? So, uh, but sometimes they shouldn't be. Sometimes we put traps into games for wrong reasons. So, Jonathan, what are some wrong reasons? to uh, to uh put uh to put a trap in in an adventure
1: if it's just there to provide a, an experience boost for your rogue in the game
0: right yeah i mean it's it's you, you know you, you've been killing orcs all day long now we're going to throw in a trap just to have something different but you know it, it's not exactly a palate cleanser but unless, of course they're knocking your teeth in <laughs> <But> <laughs> the uh yeah, I mean it's it's that there's better. There are other things you can do, you know, uh, to give people experience. Throwing traps in, you know, risk, you know, uh, causing them to to suffer loss, possible loss, is usually not a good reason to uh, to have it just for that reason, you know. But uh, yeah, uh, I myself, uh, I hate it when people do it to slow down the progress of the adventurers. It's kind of like they said, well. I only had like two hours to make this adventure. So I spent an hour on the final room and they're going to just, they could just going to walk right to that final room and the adventure is going to be over in an hour and a half. And I've got four hours of game session. So what can I do? And that, and you crack open the uh, Grimtooth traps or whatever, and you just start laying down spike traps, side traps, you know, uh, murder holes, dropping, boiling acid or wa- or uh, oil. Um, you know, dispelling traps. Um, you know. You do that, and and these and, and and they and the players, of course, are going to slow to a crawl because they don't want to die. They're going to be like testing every ten foot square. They're going to be checking the walls, and if they do find a pit trap, they're not going to, you know, they they don't want to find out how deep it is. They're going to be stringing rope along the side of the wall, and the thief's going to be out there ha- hammering in one, you know, uh, uh, one piton after another, so that you know they could step step by step on on the walls, not on the floor to get past the trap. That takes forever to do all that. And and the GM's like, yeah, okay, so yeah, all right, check, check the watch. Got another 15 minutes, and so we're going to take a break, and then we come back, we go to that final room, I'm golden! Yes! They're going to think this is an awesome adventure.
1: Yeah, no. no, no Adventurers no. don't like moving at a snail's pace. Ever.
0: Yeah. But that's, uh, they also don't like, you know, basically driving 50 miles to play an hour and a half. Right. So, uh, yeah. The answer is to write a better adventure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it is, there's other things you can put into a dungeon, into an adventure, you know, that will take up time that are, um, that are more fun. For example, interesting NPCs. Yes. Someone hmm? to talk to somebody who might have some answers to some questions you might have, might be able to warn you about something that's further down the uh, in the complex might be who might actually be delaying you just so the defenders can can get into a better position and take you out. I mean, there's good and amb- but you know a, a trap, you know, Traps also do that. If they slow you down, it also means the defenders are going to be able to get to you. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so uh, uh, what's a really bad reason to put a trap in a dungeon? Trap?
2: Well, to make the players feel stupid. Again, we're going back to that whole old us, ver- you know, the GM versus the players mentality. You're doing it just to make the you know the players feel dumb that they can't figure this out. Uh-huh. And it just that that that's going to lead to a lot of resentment after a while. You're going to be a GM without players.
0: Yeah. I mean, am I the only person who didn't get any of the uh, riddles that was in uh, The Hobbit the first time around?
1: I don't I don't remember understanding them at the time, but I I don't even remember them right now. So,
2: oh, no, I when I read uh, I read the, <laughs> the Hobbit was my fourth grade book report. So reading them. Um, and I'm trying to, you know, I close the book and I'm trying to figure it out. You know, I'm like, let's see, fourth grade. I was like nine or ten years old. I'm trying to figure out these riddles and finally I had to open the back of the book. Okay, what's the answer? Oh, geez, you know. Yeah, figure it out. I, I felt like, a, 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 you know, an idiot not figuring out these riddles. And, of course, you know, watching the movie years later, you know, it's a few, oh, yeah, it's this. But that's yeah. because I read the book, you know,
0: yes, 40 years I ago. Made room. Yeah, you know, without windows or doors, but inside a golden treasure is stored.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I you was an- the,
0: you, you don't know that one, Jonathan? I remember it now.
2: I'm- yeah. Oh, no, when I was in the hospital, they had Hobbit marathons on, so I'm watching that scene and going, oh, yeah, I remember reading this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just- yes. The answer is egg, by the way, <laughs> for anybody who hasn't heard that before. So... But, I mean, you know, I felt so stupid, you know, not getting any of them. Because I wasn't used to riddles. Uh, You know, I I literally wasn't used to riddles. Uh, And uh, I remember uh, the very first IQ test I ever took. they, uh, they, They wanted me to do an analogy. No one had ever told me what an analogy was before. And they said, a gun is to holster as pocket is to uh, shirt pocket is to and the answer they were looking for was pencil you know or pocket protector or something like that I'm like ah you know don't know what what holster gun has nothing to do with a shirt (laughs) you can't put a gun in a shirt pocket so I don't know and 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 so I did do very well on that, that intelligence test. Um, but, uh, you know, later I think on... A better,
2: I, I think a better one would have been gun is to holster as blank is to sheath or scabbard.
0: Knife then, is the scabbard, right.
2: Yeah, and then you could say, you know, a blade, you know, a sword. And then, yeah, that, I think it was just badly written. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. No, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah, question yeah. of it. Yeah. it. But the most important thing was is that the concept had never been explained to me. Before I never had to think of something in terms of something else, these things just were okay. You know, hand, no one said, you know, hand me that thing that goes into the, you know, the into your, uh, the, the fits in your pocket. It's like how a gun fits into a holster. No one had ever said that to me. They always said, give me the pocket protector, give me the hammer, give me the plate, you know, grandma's plate from the second shelf up there in the kitchen. I mean, it was no question. Everything was very concrete in my life up till then. So, and if you know, if you're making your players feel stupid, uh, it's you're not. You know, then it's not a good use of a trap. You know, uh, or a riddle. You know, and a riddle's kind of a trap because uh, it serves the same purpose in that it's it's a gatekeeper. It, it may not hurt you, or or it may be. You know, like the the sphinx. You know, the sphinx. Does a riddle? If you, yeah. if you if you get it right, he doesn't attack you. So you know, in a sense, he's a he's a fleshy trap. So yeah, so you, you don't want to make your players feel stupid. But sometimes GMs do that. They want to show their players that they are so smart and clever that they came up with this really obtuse riddle. You know that you know they want to slap it in or saying you guys aren't so smart. You didn't know the answer to that. So you know. Uh, he says, "You, I, I, I'm in a room, you know, where uh, all, uh, where all the walls face south, and a, and a, and a bear walks by. What color is the bear? Oh,
1: that's white. Yeah,
0: white. Is Son correct. of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now there were little books of riddles when I when I was in like second and third grade, you know, that I, I could figure that out, no trouble at all, because we we had those, you know, and and." Um, Things like that, you know, and and of course we also had, you know, the 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 Native American chief one, you know, uh, you know he who uh, he who farts in church sits in own pew. I always
2: heard that as Confucius say, but okay. Well, yeah.
0: the, Confucius say was base. It's the same joke. They yeah. just changed it to be, you know, an inscrutable Asian person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or a famous Asian person, so you know the big chief says this, you know. But we don't like to say that now because it's stereotypical, you know. But anyways, uh, the point was that you know, if you're, tra- you know, if, if the point of the trap is to make your players feel stupid, to, to basically take them down a peg, you know, make them feel less confident, it's not good, you know. These games are supposed to make you feel good. You're supposed to feel. You're supposed to feel triumph when you defeat a trap. When you progress through the adventure, so that when you finally get to the end, you really feel like you've accomplished something. Not you know, and and even it does go against my policy of you know, uh, great success through through trial. You know, I I still think the trials should be doable. You know, they're not just there. Which brings us uh, brings us to the next one, which is uh, what Jonathan. Uh, when you're
1: trying to just intimidate the players into leaving a location alone instead yeah. of you know scaring them away with other methods you just put a really nasty trap up front and say all right if you can deal with this maybe you guys can handle this
0: yeah you know you're not you're not tough enough you, you have to be up a couple levels before you uh can go into this section so let's put this really obvious trap right here that that's going to kill everybody okay, and just, you know, whirling blades or something like that, you know, and it's like, you're just saying, I can't get through that. He says, or if I go through that, I'm going to have to have at least 30 hit points, you know, so uh, what do I, you know, and he says, well, maybe you should come back. <laughs> well, that, that,
2: again, where I'm going to refer back to the trap page on the D20 PFSRD, they have everything listed by challenge ratings. So uh-huh. if your average party level is eight, you're going to do in, oh, let me give you a CRA. Oh, the, in, the the cave inner collapse, you know, where you trigger a trap and the ceiling falls on you. You're, if you're level eight, you're most likely going to have enough hit points. Yeah, you'll have to dig yourself out, but you should survive. You're, some of your friends may have to pull your unconscious body out of the wreckage, but you're not going to die. That's just, if you're making a, a trap like that, that's just bad GMing, folks. You're just being lazy.
0: Put a big sign up saying, unstable corridor, do not enter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're all going, like, oh, yeah, like, I haven't heard that before. So, and then they all die, like, you, you know, killer GM. Yeah. Well, TP, you probably, yeah. Yeah, you probably were. You should, instead, you know, that it would have been better to have, you know, before you came there, said, "Yeah, there's this corridor. No one's got to through it because it, you know, it, it's it's unstable and and, and and the ceiling drops and 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 boulders kill people." He says, "Don't go down that corridor," you know. And at some point, you're like, you'll come to the conclusion that we do have to go down that corridor, but it's going to be your last choice, which takes you down there so but i'm just saying it should be the fact that you went in there got hurt real bad and then said we can't survive this let's leave this alone for now it's better to you know to do it through other things rumors legends people missing arms and legs saying yeah we tried to go down that quarter and it didn't work out so ghosts yeah. of
1: former uh
0: adventurers yeah, yeah. that's another way yeah. stay away don't <laughs> end up like me Yes. Right. So yeah, don't. Uh, there's no. Uh, because you know, uh, mo- intelligent monsters. You don't want to kill low level characters. Okay. You know, they're unless they're really low level themselves. You know, they. There's no sport in it. You know, they want high le- higher level characters. So you know, they're not going to. You know, just kill off people. You know, just for the purpose of. Uh, uh, of. Of. You know. Uh, uh, I mean. Yes, they 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 want to like shoo them away, but but I'm just saying is that they, there's a lot of good reason not to, you know, and nobody ever wants monsters to have any kind of of morals. <laughs> you know, no one ever says, "Well, have you heard the story of the uh uh uh, uh, uh the elegant uh, uh, goblin?" <laughs> You're
2: all like. Uh, yeah, it's a wonderful tavern in town. Yeah, that's a, that sounds like a tavern title.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Ooh, putting that on the list. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes yeah.
0: you're welcome. <laughs> yes. Second, where, where you can buy the finest second hand snot rags. Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So I'm just saying, is it you know? Don't use traps to intimidate people. Um, I mean, if, if it's if it's really there to keep them from going somewhere, then it's, it. You should give them some warning that it's really there, you know, and they're going to have to be tough enough to be able to handle it uh, rather than, you know, finding out through a lot of pain and suffering, you know. So, And, and, and legends and, and things like that are a good way. And ghosts, you know, I mean... That's not a bad idea. I hadn't thought about a guardian ghost who's just like, like, no, don't end up like me, you know, Bob, the Bob Marley of D and D adventures, right? <laughs> yeah, humanity should have been. I, like,
2: I, I, uh... I was about to do a bad Jamaican, and then I, no, we don't want to, you know, irk off any of our Jamaican listeners, so no, no, no.
0: Bob Marley from the Christmas Carol. <sighs> oh, that Bob Mar. Oh, Jacob Marley. <laughs> Jacob Marley. Bob was Marley's
2: it? the reggae. <laughs> Bob Cratchit. Right oh,
0: okay. There. Well, <laughs> man, all right. So uh, I apologize to the music community. Uh, <laughs> um, my my mistake. Uh, all right. Oh,
2: I do I do like this next one you have. Steals resources from characters. Yeah. In uh, um in the dungeon crawl classic setting by Goodman Games the six-part the six, mo- the six part module Dungeon Interludes in the fifth module. And this was cool that I, I'm like, oh my God, this is wonderful. A rust monster antenna trap. As in, you set it off, these antennae from the rust monster come down, and there goes everything metal on your body. Your armor, your weapons, pss, pile of rust at your feet.
0: Right. And your I'm just helms. sitting there...
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm just sitting there looking at that going, that's a damn good idea. You know, I mean, that was...
0: <laughs> and of course a terrible I to, idea.
2: <laughs> I wanted to spring that on the Friday group. No, they bypass it. And, you know, like, okay, you bypass it. Meanwhile, I'm having to mute my mic. I'm like, son of a... You know, just because it would have been cool just to see that go off. And just, they had mostly metal on them. So, yeah, it just, you know, I was kind of a little bum that they made it. Just, just a yeah. smidgen. Yeah.
0: And I think that it's partially because of the way they word challenges. Uh, in in the the various editions of D anD D, where they say things like, you know, this encounter should use up twenty percent of the party's resources, you know, and then so on and so forth, and you know, and 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 fledgling and you know, uh, sadistic GMs basically say, yeah, I'm going to permanently take away. 20% of your stuff on each of things so when you finally get to the end where you have to fight the big bad you have nothing you got like 10 percent left and, and you know and that and, and you got to deal with that that's it's terrible you know no I mean these these are supposed to be things that are that you that are a, create a challenge but you can overcome them. Okay, and if you don't husband your resources correctly, you know, then yes, you may end up finding yourself short at the end. But it's not like this kind of, um, you know, attrition, the circling the drain that some people do in their, in their, their adventures. So, as some examples, you know, a pit that they fall into that teleports their money and magic from the characters to, into the storeroom of the, of the big bad. Who then? Who you know? Who uh, uh, by every rights, when you show up, is wearing all your armor and and using your your various w- weapons and and wands and drinking down your potions of healing. Because what are you
2: doing with my wand? Oh, you mean my my wand? wand. Yeah. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I mean, it's it, it sounds great to a GM. So cheeses off the players. Wow. So cheeses them off. Okay. Uh, you know and. Uh, you know, and, and I've seen that in so many adventures. Okay, where you know, uh, and this is or as you just mentioned, you know, uh, monsters that that show up to destroy metal items. They they you know they have no other reason to be there but to re- eliminate the resources that these characters are counting on. Yeah, and it okay, was the, funny.
2: The, it wasn't even the whole monster. They just took the antenna and used it as part of a trap. I'm like. Right. Once you just cut, I'm thinking, you know, as cool as it wasn't, like, once you cut them off, aren't they just, like, dead pieces of... It'd be like having arms come down and slap you, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It, it'd, be like have it, it'd be like having your stake rear back and basically, you know, uh, you know kick you across the room. Yeah, just... The land of magic. Yes. Right. Well, you know, and... uh so yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I'm sure there'd be somebody saying, "Well, that doesn't make sense," but I, I'm going to tell you that the more after this many years of of, of, of writing adventures and stuff, it's all magic. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's a lot of hand waving going a on. The a there's,
0: there's a there's a gale. It's more than a uh, a, a, a zephyr going on. <laughs> okay, in that hand waving, it's it's uh, it's pretty close to we're you know, lifting uh, a 757 with this. Okay, we're, we're talking.
2: Now uh hummingbird speed jazz hands that's how much hand yeah, waving going up.
0: Amazing so. stuff, right? Yeah. You know, cuz we, you know, cause everybody has been like, you know, w- this place has supposed to been closed up for 10,000 years. Why, you know, how is all this stuff still under tension? You know, how come nothing's rotted yeah. away? You know, and the answer is always the same. Magic. Yep. Every 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 room you know, every room has a time stop in it until you walked into the room. You know, every uh every item has permanency and um and in some kind of you know endurance cast on it. So it's basically is timeless. You and know. you're
2: sitting there thinking, wait a minute, if this guy had this much money, he would have spent it all on the blasted traps. I mean <laughs> This would be expensive to keep this going. Yeah,
0: right. Right. Or you get to the end, and it's like there's ten thousand gold left. He says, "They must have spent five million gold pieces on all the traps in this dungeon." Exactly. He's got ten (laughs) thousand left at the end. You know uh, what's up with that? You know. So, anyways, it's you know that's where people start looking at traps and going, you know, come on, come on, you know. And uh, and the answer is is the same, which is that it's all magic, folks. You know. You don't go. You don't always go by the book prices, and and don't be like me, who refused to put a trap in a in a, a dungeon or an adventure if I couldn't somehow jive it with an existing spell. You know, there had to be a spell that did the same effect, so I could put it in the trap. I just wouldn't do a trap unless that was true, and that was really limiting to me and and there, I could have done some really cool stuff and uh, if you look at some of the really early published modules they have all kinds of crazy stuff in them they don't explain how anybody was able to do it they were just really awesome magic users or clerics yeah. or the gods granted it as a favor for services rendered yeah that, that's
2: that's what I like about in in Pathfinder First e the core rulebook every trap you have in the back of the... Court and on the page I just mentioned online, they tell the spell that is comes from. So when you... if you learn craft traps or the learn ranger trap feat, oh, you can do this effect because it's based on this spell and it's this caster level. And yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah, but, but that only works so far. Eventually you'll run into the point where they're like, well, I wanted to do this and it doesn't... it's not exactly what this thing says. So it's magic. Yeah. You know? And you and you shouldn't limit yourself because I mean you're always going to say I want to do something and it won't let you do it because you know they, they but it's it's good for like introductory pl- players like I was who really wanted it to jive you know yeah. but but when you get a little bit more experience under your belt you are going to realize that you know it's it's the drama it's the story it's the special effect okay you're you know all you're really d- doing is is you know hurting them Okay, so make it colorful, you know, know, if you're going to do it. You know, entertain them while they're suffering if you can. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so, I mean, so you have the monsters destroy metal items and you have the slime or acid uh, traps and destroy non-metallic items. The point is, uh, and then, of course, you have the ones that change their age, change their gender, change their alignment, or add negative skill or experience levels. So yeah. that they're weaker when they come out, permanently weaker, or at least without some, you know, I mean, I have seen adventures where it's like, okay, so you got through this set of traps. You're now five levels lower than when you started, and like, and we're like, well, we've got a couple of restoration spells, but we don't have anything like what we need in order to put us back up to where we were. And the GM's like, oh, I guess you should have rolled better, you know? And wow. Yeah, I mean, what a what a what a jerk, right? And and I and I mean that seriously.
2: No, I was just saying, something about uh, B here. Slimer acid that destroys non-metallic items. I don't know if this is just me over the years, longitudinally, as a player and then a game master, because I rarely play anymore. At the most, I might play a game at a con that's every few years. I predominantly GM now. Slimer acid that destroys non-metallic items. In first and second edition D&D, what was one of the biggest things you saw in a dungeon?
0: Green slime.
2: Exactly. I'm going to say this, and I'm I'm not blasting our contemporaries who helped make Pathfinder. Green Slime don't get a lot of love in 3.0.3.5, and the OGL is just like, I don't know if they just, hey, we're going to put Green Slime here as a little footnote in the hazard section, in the environment section of uh, the yeah. Pathfinder. Green Slime was everywhere when we were gaming. You There wasn't a module that didn't go come out that didn't have Green Slime, and it's just like...
0: And the stupid stuff doesn't even move. It just drops.
2: Yeah, it yeah. just drips from the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. And I just noticed that, that I don't know if it's just, they they figured, oh yeah, well, it just, we don't want it to seem like, it. this isn't your father's module anymore, so to speak. I just noticed, and it's weird saying this, green slime don't get a lot of love anymore. It just, that's something I always saw in all the modules. I think there may have been just one or two that didn't have green slime. And now it's in Pathfinder 1E, it's, it's a footnote at best. Oh, by the yeah. way, you can use this. We have it here, just you know, to for the old school people, you know.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I mean, when you think about it, you know, it, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, it was terrible. I mean, it would like it was it was literally eating the people. So yeah. if you don't get this off of you in like two rounds, it, you know you'll you're totally turned into goo. Yeah. And so everybody is, is pulling out their swords and their daggers and they're trying to scrape it off of you. Yeah. You know, scraping off your arm, basically scraping the armor off your body, scraping the skin off your body, your, your hair. I mean, yeah, you're it, taking
2: damage, but you're getting there was the stuff no off way
0: you could get it off in time. Is yeah. basically what I'm saying is it without just it basically doing again that hummingbird hand hand waving going on. Yeah. So it's uh. uh I I would have preferred it to be something that was a little bit more insidious where yes it drips down on you but then it takes time to take action and all of a sudden you know you're going along there and and um you you take your helmet off and you're half bald because the uh it, it basically dripped onto your helmet and which was let's say leather okay ate its way through your helmet and then got on your hair and proceeded to eat through your hair okay <laughs> And uh, and and then you know started burning your scalp, and that's when you you take your helmet off to uh, you know to, to to see what's what, and your helmet basically disintegrates as you do it, and your hair sloughs off like you've got cancer treatments. Yeah. Okay. And and see, but it doesn't really hurt you. You might take one point of damage from it. Not this 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 scrape or die situation. The green slime was designed with.
1: I think in fifth edition D anD D they've they've toned it down. It, it's it's still just an environmental hazard. It isn't even an entry in the monster manual anymore. Yeah,
2: that that that's what they did in Pathfinder. Yeah. It was just it. It's in the uh, in the hazard section in the environment section, like a couple yeah. of chapters yeah. before magic items. It's just oh, an environmental you, threat yeah, now.
0: Yeah. If you go swimming in this, you will die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, oh, no. it's bright green. It's pretty easy to see it.
2: Yeah, I'm sitting there, and I'm on the traps page, and yeah, they don't list it as a trap anymore. I'm even on, like, the full alphabetical G. Gallery of Lightning, Glyph of Beguiling Gift, Golden Egg, and Guardian of Air Trap. That Hey, that's it for the G section, folks. And yeah, Green Slime, they put it as a hazard, and it's probably on another page. I'm not looking it up, but yeah, it just, and it's not in the bestiary, I know that. It would have been in bestiary one. Out of the six that Pathfinder made, so yeah, it's right. just they kind of don't give it love anymore, and it's it's a,
0: right. a standard, yeah, right. So these are all bad uses of traps, in other words, you know, things that you probably should avoid uh, because they essentially they they hurt the players. If you take resources away from the players and make them less effective, they're less interesting. And if you're talking about first level characters or low level characters, they weren't that interesting to begin with. So now you, <laughs> you turn them all into uh, torchbearers, essentially. You know, yeah, You yeah. give them all these negative levels and stuff like that. Time to retire like, back to the farm. Go back to the farm. I just feel so ancient in my bones. I don't know why. Yeah. So, yeah. Jeez. So anyways, folks, I hope that this has inspired you to do something crazy fun with traps, but for the right reasons. You know, do it to enhance the game. Do it to let the players shine. Do it to uh, make, you know, make your bad guys, you know, make sense. Uh, And, but do it. Because traps aren't a bad thing. They're lots of fun. And they're, as we say, and it's tradition. But we'll have more for you next week. But you'll have to wait until then. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there. So go explore them. And this
2: is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun.
0: Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast.